From Homedale to Salmon River, District 3 has several teams that don't always get their due. Stepping outside the shadows of the SIC, this is the Treasure Valley PrepCast with Logan Green. That's right. It's another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, brought to you by DL Evans Bank. This is Community Banking, talking about the 3A, 2A, and 1A schools in the Treasure Valley. Brandon Bainey joined by Logan Green. Logan, what's up? Oh, not much. Just uh, ready for some playoff football this week. And, you know, we got volleyball this week. And then, of course, uh, the Fruitland girls, our first state champion out of District 3 for the season. That's right. Uh, soccer wrapped up last week. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, we've got to talk about your ensemble. If you're watching the video of this on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page, you'll see, Logan, you're wearing a, uh, I, I thought it was a pajama shirt at first. It looks like pajamas, but it's just a traditional flannel, it looks yeah. like. Yeah, just just a traditional lumberjack uh, from Walmart flannel. Nothing, nothing fancy. Okay, it's been confirmed. Council lumberjacks all the way. That's, <laughs> that's, right. Green that's, says that's it. why I wore this, right? It was just for council. That's why. <laughs> for sure. Also, you're recording in a different spot. Norm- normally, you're kind of in your home office. Tonight, you're in a, you're in a different room, and there's a little like like a heavenly glow that's upon you from the light that's above. You know, I can't confirm or deny that that light is coming from heaven or not. Um, you you can you can think whatever you'd like to think, but it does really look like it. Uh, yeah. My, my wife's sick. So she's upstairs. Um, my office is really just in the corner of our bedroom. Mm. And, uh, so now I'm downstairs um, out. I got kicked out so she could stay up there. So here we are. It's in the closet, right? That's right. No. So when it first, you know, when COVID first hit and we weren't too sure, like when, you know, how the work from home, uh, thing was going to end up, there was one point I was, I literally had a, just a table in the bathroom and I was like, oh, I just need to set up in here for today. I don't remember what was going on, why I couldn't use the room, but um, we've come a long way since working on a card table in the bathroom to now having a full setup. <laughs> right. If you look at my home setup here, I'll swing the camera around. You can see uh, right there you can see the treadmill it's our like, workout right. room with the little tv just like you're at the gym right so you can watch <laughs> you can watch something while you're on the treadmill so on the days when i'm working and my wife is home she's always like hey are you done yet like i need to work out like i need the gym let's go take I need a break to get on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah we we make do with what we've got right that's right it's not a fancy operation here no, yeah, definitely not. So, uh, yeah, so you can watch the video on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or the Facebook page. You can also get the audio for this podcast at IdahoSports.com and wherever you download your podcasts. Let's talk about state soccer last week, Logan. We, we You mentioned it, the, the Fruitland Grizzlies. Uh, we, we knew coming in that they were going to be one of the favorites. We never got that matchup with Coeur d'Alene Charter that we wanted because the Panthers yeah. were upset in the first round, but Fruitland can only play who they can play and, and they rolled to the title. Exactly. Uh, I mean, they like, I think I even said it last week that I thought it was theirs to lose and they come away winning that thing. And like you said, Coeur d'Alene Charter somehow shocked in the first round. We saw a couple of huge upsets in this tournament, both boys and girls um, in three, a soccer uh, but what a great tournament it was. And one thing I mentioned was you were going to have to score goals to beat Fruitland. And they came uh, championship round 
came close with Sun Valley Community School putting up a couple goals and even taking the lead in the first half of that game. Uh, but just like that, you know, Fruitland is can strike so quickly, and even having three goals is not enough to beat the Grizzlies, and that proved to be uh, fruitful against Fruitland. Uh, that you you need more goals to be able to beat them, and that never happened from their opponents, and they were able, able to outshoot Sun Valley in that state championship game. Yeah, four to three win. Uh, Abby Rubidoux and Faith George each scored twice for Fruitland in the victory. And we, who knew coming in that we were like, oh yeah, Sun Valley Community School, they'll be playing for a title. Well, we thought it was going to be on the boys' side. No, instead it was the girls. They got to the right. championship match. So. Yeah, and then because the boys got upset by, I believe it was Kimberly in the first yeah. round, but then that helped set up McCall Donnelly, right? In the second round, all of a sudden this this huge gap opens up in the road where you don't have Sun Valley Community School in front of you like you thought you were going to have, and uh, McCall ends up getting Kimberly, knocks them out, and McCall Donnelly played for the state championship in 3A, ended up losing that game in a, in a tough matchup, but uh, what a great run for them to get to that state championship matchup against Sugar Salem. That 3A tournament was wild on the opening day. Number one, number two, and number four all lost. Sugar Salem as the number three seed was the only high seed that survived. <laughs> so. Yeah, and you had a three and a five in the state championship game. Uh, just, just a great uh, weekend of soccer in the 3A. So congratulations to Fruitland for, for winning the state championship and as well for McCall. I mean, we talked a lot about how we thought maybe Weezer uh, got a little bit left out. And can you imagine how they feel now seeing how McCall made it that far in the tournament thinking that, man, maybe that should have been us. And, you know, they've been a li- just a little bit better um, in the regular season than McCall Donnelly and thought maybe, maybe that could have been us uh, hoisting that trophy at the end of the year. We'll never know. Um, but congratulations to the Vandals for making that run, uh, finishing second in the state this year in soccer. It kind of reminds me of the boys' basketball team last year at state, right? There was a lot of carnage in the early rounds, and McCall Donnelly just kind of quietly yeah. got into the championship. So, hey, just don't make a lot of noise. It, so, I played lacrosse in high school, and we did this drill um, where you, everybody lined up in a circle, uh, put your backs, you put your backs to the inside of the circle. And coach put the ball in the middle. And I mean, it was just a scrum to get the ball. First person to scoop up the ball got to pick someone to have to run laps until, and you had to run laps until it was over, right? Until the, the last person got the ball. And uh, I just wouldn't attack people too crazy. And you just slide under the radar, right? Till the end. And then, then you start getting the ball and there's only three people left. Um, just don't let anybody see you as a threat until the very end. And then you don't have to run laps. So, you know, that's kind of what McCall did, right? They just flew under the radar. Nobody was looking for them uh, until all of a sudden it was almost too late. And and they sneak into that state championship game. Yeah, 5-1 to one win for Sugar Salem over McCall. Not sure how many laps they had to run after that one. But <laughs> probably not. I'm sure they didn't have to run laps. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they didn't. So, yeah, soccer is in the books. And now we turn our attention to volleyball this week. State volleyball tournaments going on up north uh, in Coeur d'Alene and Lakeland High School in Rathrum and also Lewiston, uh, all the schools up north get to host. Uh, we've got the brackets, so if you're watching the video here on IdahoSports.com, we're, we're going to put those brackets up on the screen, and uh, you can follow along. If you're listening to the audio only, um, try to follow along as best you can, but remember that 
you can also look at the brackets as you're listening to this on our website, idahosports.com. We've got those volleyball and football brackets right on the homepage, and we'll be updating those in real time as results are coming across and we're getting them. So you're going to want to check back early and often on those brackets as well. Let's start with the 3A volleyball tournament. You know, when I was talking about districts last week, Logan, and I mentioned, you know, Parma looked like a strong team. I, I totally forgot about Fruitland, right? They, they went into districts as the number one team. They had actually been the number two team in the coaches poll for most of the season in 3A. Yeah. Uh, Fr- Fruitland, of course, rolls to the title. They're the number two seed overall. They're going to play seventh seeded Timberlake, the runner up from district one up north. Yeah, I mean, you look at this bracket right here. There is only one matchup without a team from District 3 in it. It's that 1-8 matchup. There's a potential that the semifinal round will be 3 of 4 from right here in District 3. You got Parma playing Kellogg in the first round. Then you got Weezer matched up against Kimberly. And then Fruitland against Timberlake. So there's a real good chance. Really only one, quote, upset needs to happen and that would be from Weezer. I tell you, I don't I don't know why Weezer uh can't take down Kimberly when they play that matchup in a couple of days. Yeah, I'll tell you this. I I, I don't know a ton about Weezer in terms of volleyball, but I know that Filer is really good and Weezer defeated they swept Filer in the state play in match to get here. So yeah. Weezer must be good. Yeah, that's kind of how my thought had gone as well that you know you you took out Filer convincingly. Um, and now you get Kimberly and saying, hey, you know, let's take care of business against the Bulldogs. And then, you know, you never know. You might uh, be might lined up with one of your nemesis there in Fruitland. That's right. So uh, Fruitland is the two seed playing number seven Timberlake. Also on their side of the bracket is number six Weezer against number three Kimberly. And then up top, the 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 most intriguing matchup, I think, is number four Parma against number five Kellogg. Kellogg's a really good team from up north. They've, they've played a lot of the 5A schools this year and held their own. Um, but Parma, of course, has a long storied tradition as well. I think when you look at the overall field, though, Logan, th- this is Sugar Salem's to lose, right? The number one overall team. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, that sounds like a broken record, right? Sugar mm-hmm. Salem has, has a good team. They, they're just good, it seems like, at everything. And so it's going to have to go through them. And if you're Parma, uh, you know that hey, you potentially you have that first round ma- or the second round matchup against Sugar Salem, but you know at the same time, like you mentioned, you got to get past Kellogg first. Really, the one of the two teams from the north, and you, there's got to be something uh, worth saying that they didn't have to travel for an entire day to get to this tournament. They just had to, you know, hop on I ninety and go, you know, about an hour and a half down the road to get to where they needed to go, sleep in their own bed. Uh, really don't have to worry about all of that logistically. So, you know, maybe that plays in a factor in that game. Uh, same thing when you look down at the bottom with um, with Fruitland and Timberlake. Uh, one team from far away, one from up close. So we'll see how that, uh, if that makes any difference on those matchups. Yeah, Sugar Salem comes in 35-0 and on the season, Logan. They have defeated 4A teams. They've defeated 5A teams. Uh, like Mountain View and Hawaii. And so I think they've only dropped like three or four sets all yeah. year. Like, like yeah, it's, it's, it's theirs t- to lose. Yeah. yeah, for sure. If we move on to the 2A ranks, let's pull up the 2A volleyball bracket. 
as we look here, uh, representing the Treasure Valley, the district uh, champions, the Melba Mustangs, the number two seed overall. Um, they defeated Nampa Christian in the – no, let me they, – they beat Cole Valley Christian in, in the championship matchup. That's right. Both of them qualified. And then Nampa Christian, who took third place, won their state play-in match over a very good Bear Lake team. Bear Lake was the defending runner-up from a year ago. And uh, they, they swept Bear Lake. So, again, just like the three A's, here we are with the potential to have three of the four semifinalists come from District 3. It's almost the exact same. It is the exact same. They got the five seed. They have the six seed and the two seed. And that Melba team is very good. Um, they've played well all year. Uh, so, watch out for Melba to make a run here and, and take a shot at West Side. I, mean, I like them in this tournament. I like the matchup they have. Uh, there with West Jefferson in the first round. Um, but don't forget about, you know, like you said, about Nampa Christian and Cole Valley Christian. Um, Nampa Christian with that huge, I mean, they swept Bear Lake. It wasn't like they squeaked that thing out against the Bears. They they took care of business, won that thing three to zero. Uh, so they got to come in with a lot of momentum. And I think that that's something that maybe isn't talked about as much as those teams that play those play-in games, they've already won a game in the state tournament. They're already rolling. They have a little bit of momentum underneath their feet already after that win. And so Nampa Christian coming in a little bit warmer than anybody else there already has that win under their belt. So I look for them to come out with a little bit of an advantage on that front. Yeah, for all the other teams that played, really, it's been almost a week, right? Thursday was district championship night for a lot of these schools. So, yeah, number two, Melba playing number seven, West Jefferson. Number six seeded Nampa Christian will play third seeded Ryrie. That's in the bottom half of the bracket. And then up top, number five, Cole Valley Christian will take on number four, Orofino. And I think number one, West Side, the defending state champs, probably the favorite going in. But the team that I actually like, Logan, and I've said this on some of the other prep casts to win it all, I like Orofino, actually. I think Orofino is, is a dangerous dark horse that's lurking. They're up north. Not a lot of people know about it. They're close to the venue where it's going to be, Lakeland yeah. High School. Um, I just, I don't know. That's my field. That's my branch. I'm going to step out on here. I think Orofino uh, has what it takes to, to knock off West side and um, maybe be a sneaky championship team. Well, I I'd like to see it. Orofino. I think uh, it's a toss up between them and Shelly for the best mascot in the state of Idaho. <laughs> right. The Russets and, and the maniacs and, and Cole Valley Christian, we should mention went into districts as the number one seed. They, they won the regular season conference title and then fell to Melba. So um, it, it'll be interesting to watch Melba too. I think you're right. I think Melba is set up very nicely for a deep run also at the 3A. Let's, uh, or the 2A. Let's move on to the, the 1A ranks, the 1A D1 bracket. As we look here, we, we see two teams in. The two teams we kind of thought were the, the favorites coming out of districts. Liberty Charter wins districts. They're the number five seed overall. And then Greenleaf Friends uh, takes second, and they're seeded number seven. Yeah, and, and Liberty Charter, I kind of thought maybe would be a little bit higher than a five. I thought they had a great season this year. But I tell you, I, I think this goes just line in line with the 3A. Uh, is anybody going to stop Troy? I think, that's the, I think that's the main question. I don't know uh, if Greenleaf or Liberty Charter has what it takes to knock off Troy, uh, but that's why they play the games. Uh, good to see Greenleaf in there. Uh, they have that first-round matchup against Potlatch. Uh, so it should be two tough, I think, pretty tough matchups 
for our three, our district three teams um, in Liberty Charter and Greenleaf for the first round. Yeah, Liberty Charter is the five seed. They're playing fourth seeded Genesee. Genesee had to win a play in match to get here. Uh, number seven, Greenleaf. They're going to play number two, Potlatch. Liberty Charter isn't seeded higher because that White Pine League was so top heavy this year, right? If you look at three of the top four seeds, Troy, Potlatch, and Genesee, right? They're all from the same yeah. district. And that, that all helped uh, the rising tide lifts all boats, right? Um, with the max preps rankings. And that's why I think Liberty Charter is seated lower. I, li- I actually like Liberty Charter in this first matchup um, over Genesee. Uh, and then Troy is going to be tough to handle. But yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll definitely be interesting to see how they fare there. Uh, it's, it, sometimes you just get a juggernaut like that and that, that you got to go through. Um, and they know that. And you, you got to know that it's, it's been a conversation, but you got to be able to take care of business against Genesee first. Yep, absolutely. And then finally, the the 1A D2 is where th- this is where I think this might be the Treasure Valley's best opportunity to bring home a state championship trophy. We talked about how that districts was going to be a, a slobber knocker, right? And, and when you looked at Horseshoe Bend and Council and the defending state champions from Tri-Valley, we thought that was going to be awesome. Tri-Valley actually got upset by Garden Valley on the consolation side. So Garden Valley actually ended up playing council for second and third place. Yeah, it's crazy to look at this and not see Tri-Valley there, right? Like, yeah, just just gone, the state champ from a year ago. Um, but once again, I mean, you said it. I think it's a crash course between Horseshoe Bend and council. I think the two of them get to the state championship game uh, but Horseshoe Ben has been strong all year, only lost a couple of sets all season. Um, so I like the Mustangs to make a run here and uh, and possibly win the state championship. Yeah, Horseshoe Bend has just been so phenomenal to watch all season long. Uh, in the in the championship over council, they, they swept it three nothing. Annalie yeah. Wilson, 24 kills, five digs, two blocks, one assist. She's only a sophomore. And then Aliyah Meyer. Just a freshman, 26 assists, 10 digs, three aces, two kills, two blocks. That's the thing we talked about coming into the season. This is yeah. still a really young horseshoe Ben team. So you're talking about maybe a two or even three-year run of excellence at the top for the Mustangs. I mean, yeah, you can't deny that and say that it's, you look forward and, and you can't argue with it. it. There's no reason that a horseshoe Ben shouldn't be right back on that slot next year and probably the year after as well. And, and like we've, we've said it before, but uh, winning is contagious. And uh, those, those girls there in, in horseshoe Bend are going to see this squad go to state. They went there last year, obviously they're this year. You can't imagine not seeing them next year and the year after. And you, you know, the up and coming generation sees is going to see this and say, I want to play, volleyball for horseshoe band i i want to go to state tournaments like they're they're going to see what they get to do over the next couple weeks and over the next couple years and and they're going to want to get it on that and they're going to work their butts off to to be ready for that and earn that Uh, and so that's why you see some schools just continually are good at everything i think that has a lot to do with it i think the the younger generation sees that this horseshoe bend team is, is really just laying the groundwork for success for the next couple years for for the mustang program Absolutely. So Horseshoe Bend, the one seed, they'll play number eight, Hanson. Council gets the number two seed overall. They'll play number seven, Deary. Um, 
And I, I agree. I think Horseshoe Ben gets to the championship easily on their top half. I actually like Mackey a little bit on the bottom half of the bracket. Mackey's a really good team. They are, I think they would have been seated second. Um, but what happened was uh, right towards the end of the regular season, they, they had COVID-19 kind of sweep through the entire school and they had to actually forfeit some key conference matchups. Um, and I think that ultimately dinged their record a little bit. Right. Um, but I, I think Mackey is a really good, strong team. Um, and I, li- I like Mackey to match up with Horseshoe Bend in the championship. That's kind of how I'm leaning. But Council, certainly with Coach Paula Tucker, it wouldn't surprise me if Council's in there either. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it should be a, a great tournament there. And this one is in Lewiston. Uh, it should be a, a fun one to watch. Absolutely. So, Follow along uh, all weekend uh, on IdahoSports.com as we cover the volleyball fortunes of uh, not just, of course, the teams in District 3, but all over the state at all the state tournaments. You can see all of the brackets and scores on our website, IdahoSports.com. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to hear from our sponsor, DL Evans Bank, and then we'll come back and dive into those football brackets because, man, there are some tasty-looking matchups in the Mm -hmm. opening rounds for 3A, 2A and 1A football. So we will be back in just a minute here on the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Wherever you are, D11's bank is right there to help. From applying for loans to opening new accounts and signing documents, personalized service is just a video call away. This is Bank Live with D11's bank. This is Community Banking. It's the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Brandon Bainey with Logan Green. All right, let's talk some football. I am so glad I don't have to do any more math or any more bracketology. <laughs> it's set. <laughs> it's set. All I have to do is talk about the actual matchups. So let's get right into it at the 3A bracket. And again, we're putting these up on, on the screen at IdahoSports.com. You may want to go full screen so you can see the bracket more clearly if you're watching this on the YouTube channel or Facebook page. You'll notice a lot of teams are missing in the quarterfinals. That's because after these three play-in matches, uh, the remaining eight teams get reseeded again, one through eight. So we don't know exactly. We can tell you Homedale's the number one overall seed, and we can tell you Gooding is number two. But beyond that, it all depends on who wins these play-in matches. Specifically, I guess, Logan, when it comes to Weezer, right? If Weezer yeah. wins, they they automatically become the number three seed when this thing gets reseeded. They will take on a Buell team that's kind of the the inspirational story of the tournament, if you will. Buell's, uh, you know, a new coach this year, Alan Reynolds. He had previously been the, the coach at Twin Falls for a really long time. He played for Buell, led them to some 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 success in the 80s as a player. Now he's kind of returned to his alma mater uh, at the end of his coaching career, and they won that crazy Kansas City playoff on Monday to, to get that second spot. Uh, so Buell's got a nice story, but Weezer's got a really good team. So, yeah, I mean they they scrapped their way. Buell did the last two weeks to earn that spot. You know they they kind of came in and really stole it from Filer, right? They uh, just came in and took it, and all of a sudden, look at them right here um, in the in the tournament. Of course, traditionally you see Kimberly in that spot a lot from District Four, but Kimberly just a ton of injuries and. Uh, not able to keep up. But like you said, if Weezer wins this game, um, you'll know a lot. I mean, you'll know almost immediately, right, how everything shakes up. But but they'll immediately slide into the three slot, and that puts Sugar Salem in the four. So you'll know all the home uh, teams and the locations um, right after that Weezer game. That that should set everything up. And, and you know, McCall Donnelly 
sneaking their way in after all the commotion that happened on the last couple weeks. Of course, uh, Fruitland, uh, kind of with, with the troubles going on in the program right now, uh, decided to forfeit out of the, the Kansas City playoff that was there. Uh, but McCall Donnelly and Payette still had to play it, uh, even though McCall Donnelly had defeated Payette. Uh, they, they end up winning that anyways, and all of a sudden McCall slides in, uh, almost like the last team in, the lowest uh, besides Buell to make it in at this part of the tournament. Uh, so they will travel over to East Idaho. So that's a pretty long, pretty long drive for the Vandals, you know, about two and a half hours down to Boise and then another four across. So a, a six, six, six and a half, almost seven hour drive uh, from a call to get over there uh, while Weezer welcomes in Buell. Uh, of course, that game will be broadcast on IdahoSports.com video coverage of that Weezer Buell game. Uh, that should be a fun one to watch with all the, like you said, the, the, the I don't, I don't know what the word is, the commotion uh, about that is in the Buell program right now. The excitement, I guess I should say in that, uh, the, the, the excitement in Buell and also the, the determination on the other side in Weezer, a school really looking uh, to get to the state championship this year. Yeah, you mentioned it, Logan. Uh, we're going to have both of these games on IdahoSports.com, right? The uh, Weezer game Friday night at 7 o'clock, and then this McCall Donnelly Snake River matchup at 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon. Some of the broadcasts are audio, some of the broadcasts are video. I think uh, when it's all said and done, we're going to be broadcasting about 75% of the uh, total games that are going on around the state this week. And if you want to see the whole schedule of games, you can just click on the Game Streams tab on the homepage at idahosports.com, and that'll give you the complete schedule of games that we are broadcasting this weekend. So, yeah, McCall Donnelly, kind of like the boys' soccer team, right? They kind of slide yeah. in under the radar. We'll, we'll see what they can do. Snake River is going to be a very tough matchup right away, but we'll see. Yeah, I think that they've played such a tough schedule, McCall Donnelly, that, that you never know. You might see them uh, somehow sneak in there. I think if there is going to be an upset in the first round, I think that's it. I think it's McCall over Snake River. If there is an upset, I, I see South Fremont taking care of business against Kellogg. Uh, same with Weezer and Buell. So if you're looking uh, for an upset in the first round of 3A, uh, maybe tune in to Idaho Sports on Saturday afternoon for that one. Okay. See, my upset special is actually Kellogg over South Fremont. Oh, you think you like you like the Wildcats? All right. I do. Yep. That's where I'm going. So again, we'll see. We'll see how right or wrong we both were uh next week when we come back here to talk about it um but uh, i will say one last thing about that kansas city tiebreaker on monday fruitland they did the right thing they did the right yeah. thing by forfeiting their spot yeah i just yeah i i agree i think the problems going on right now um i think they should take care of that instead of playing football clearly yep. so yep couldn't agree couldn't agree more logan all right here's the 2a bracket as we take a look at it You'll see West Side at the top, of course. They're kind of just chilling out, waiting. Uh, Melba will be seated in there somewhere. They're not on the bracket, or uh, they are on the bracket currently. Nampa Christian, you won't see on the bracket yet because they got a first round bye for winning the district. They'll be seated in there somewhere, but just like 3A, it all depends on who wins right. uh, these play in matches. Melba gets in. They're going to play West Jefferson, the uh, lowest seated, uh, so second lowest seated at large team. And then uh, the other matchup is going to be Cole Valley Christian uh, traveling over to Bear Lake to play the Bears. 
Yeah, so this is a second long drive of the season for Cole Valley, right? They were just over there a couple weeks ago uh, playing West Side. Um, of course, Bear Lake gets a lot of West Side every single year in and out. Um, so Cole Valley, a chance to maybe make some noise on the road. Um, I, I, I like Melba to take care of business against West Jefferson. I think they'll be able to, to take care of the Panthers in that one. Um, but Cole Valley, I, I think it's an interesting matchup. It's a Saturday afternoon game. Uh, over there um, in Montpelier. So I don't know. I, I think potentially you could see Cole Valley in an upset there, uh, but Bear Lake is, is a very tough team, especially at home. Um, so we'll have to see how it shakes out here um, for Cole Valley. Of course, it, it would be interesting to see if, if Bear Lake were to win and Firth wins. I believe Bear Lake is the fourth seed. Um, and then Nampa Christian would be the five. So Bear Lake could potentially play Cole Valley and then Nampa Christian in back-to-back weeks if that's how the bracket shakes out. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot to be determined in the seeding at the, at the 2A level because you've got Firth and Bear Lake both playing in the first round. Both will leapfrog some of those district champions. I like Cole Valley, though. I'd, I'll call yeah. it flat out. I like the Chargers to go over. I know it's a long trip, but Bear Lake, to me, they're just kind of – they're kind of just solid, but not spectacular. Where Cole Valley's yeah. got Cole Valley's got the sizzle, right? So right. I I, th- I think you throw them in there. You know, you got a phenomenal uh, quarterback that can make plays, and when you have that, you just you never know. And I and I I'd been on the fence about it, but I I I agree. I think Cole Valley can go over there and win that game on Saturday, and nobody will be more happy than Nampa Christian. And I think the way it shakes out on the bracket is if Cole Valley were to win, uh, Nampa Christian is the fourth highest ranked team after that. And and all of a sudden they get a home game and they don't have to go to East Idaho next week. So I got to think that the Nampa Christian fans are sitting there just uh, they're big Charger fans this weekend. How delicious is that? That's <laughs> You know, it, it's uh, you don't want to do it, but but right now is the time to do it. If you're a Nampa Christian fan, you are praying uh, that Cole Valley can come away with the win right there and you get a home game. Yeah, and and I like Cole Valley simply because they were in a much more difficult league this year. Nampa Christian yeah. and Melba, I would put up against, you know, the the best teams from District 5, except West Side, of course, which Cole Valley also played, by the way. Uh, right. You know, outside of West Side, Bear Lake took second, but really, you know, Malad, Soda Springs, Aberdeen, all pretty low to average yeah. teams. Aberdeen just got in as the last team. So, yeah, I agree. I think the level of play that uh, Cole Valley has had during the year, and you know, they played Fruitland this year. And like you said, they've had those tough games um, against, against Melba and Nampa Christian to wrap up their season. And, you know, I think that's going to pay dividends in that game against Bear Lake. And uh, let's, let's go ahead. Let's, let's Sharpie it in, right? Let's, let's move Cole Valley onto the next round. And that's probably the kiss of death from us, but right. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no, it's funny. Now, Charger fans. We joke. We joke on the North Idaho prep cast that I do with uh, Ryan Skaggs each week, talking about District One. We we come in each week. We're like, oh yeah, the Sandpoint girls soccer team. They look strong. They're probably going to win it all. They didn't even make it to state. <laughs> and we were like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, no. Coeur d'Alene Charter, they're a dynasty in girls soccer. They're going to roll to another title. They get upset in the first round. So it's just, yeah, we're we we have, we have bad luck to those uh, teams up north. 
I do think I do think they've got a good shot. At least it should be a very close game. Probably uh, one of the more competitive games of the weekend. For sure. So I agree with you. I like Cole Valley there. One A D one bracket uh, looks like this, and again, a lot of teams missing in that uh, quarterfinal round, including Notice, right? The champions of District Three really left no doubt in that in that game against Wilder, right? Notice kind of ran right past him. Yeah, I think um, I think they really sealed the deal there, and uh, any hope that Wilder had of, of a wild card um, at large berth kind of squashed by that. But you know, if I'm if I'm Wilder, at least it's Clearwater Valley that gets it. Who got a couple of good wins this season? Um, uh, that's getting in instead of a one or two win team that gets in over you. And I and I know that's still frustrating for them because you look at Wilder and who they lost to this year. They lost to Horseshoe Bend, it won their conference, undefeated, won their conference. They lost to Carey undefeated won their conference and then they lost a notice who only lost one game to horseshoe bend uh, so that, that's you know it's a tough pill to swallow um but but again that like we talked about last week the the max preps rankings look at who you beat and i guess the computer liked who clearwater valley had beat more so uh than who wilder had beat so i mean that's water under the bridge now um like you said, nobody playing this week. Notice will wait uh, to see where. And I, I you have to correct me, Brandon. I, they're sixth or seventh, I believe, in Max Preps rankings. Notice. Yeah, um, they were they were seventh the last time I checked. I'll double check I, that though while you talk I about. Can't it. remember. So um, it's very possible uh, with how it shakes out that that notice might end up uh, on the road in the first round because I think they reshuffle everything and. Um, you know, Oakley is going to get one of those top three slots uh, when they're in. They're just, um, <laughs> you know, it. I, I laugh because the, the the Kansas City playoff between Wallace and Lakeside was really no reward. And in the end, you just get Oakley, who has <laughs> just rolled through everybody except Raff River this year. So, yeah. um, you know, I like Oakley to win that game. And in the first round, and I think there's a lot of a lot of toss ups. I like Lapway in that one, but you know I think the Grace Potlatch and then the Murtaugh Genesee I think are are pretty much coin flips. Um, so we'll see how that matches up and where Notice. We'll have to sit and wait and see who Notice plays and where they play and when they play. Yeah, Notice right now is sixth in the field. So if Oakley were to win, which we think is going to happen, they'll be the number six seed. If Oakley were to lose, um, and, and and I guess Lapway. Lapway is also ahead of Notice. So Notice could finish as high as four. They would need both Oakley and Lapway to lose. Um, they could finish fifth if only one of those teams advances. If both advance, they drop down to sixth. I think they're probably going to be number six. And that means a trip to Butte County, number three. Be a good and that And that is a tough matchup with the Pirates there over there. That's going to be... That'll be a great game, I think. Uh, you know, pi- little pirate on pirate action there um, in in Arco potentially. Uh, that should that could be a fun matchup there. Yeah, I, mean, I saw I saw Butte County play earlier this year. They are they're they're big, um, and 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 Dietrich in that game could not win the line of scrimmage to save their life. And uh, you know that Butte County team will be tough for whoever it is. But I you know it. It, it probably will be. That's probably who notice is going to draw, you think. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I think notice matches up well. They've got some good, big, strong defensive linemen yeah. and offensive linemen as well. Kellen Parks and Julian Gallegos, and I, I don't know. I think they would. I think they'd match up pretty well there. But uh, yeah, it would be a it would be a fun game to see there uh, in Arco for sure. We'll have to wait another week to see how that all shakes out. One A D two bracket. This is set in stone. It's all predetermined bracketing. No max preps. It's all just here's where you're you're slotted. So when we look at District 3, you'll see the conference champion, Horseshoe Bend, gets a bye, and then they have to go play Kendrick. This seems so weird to me, Logan, that I know. two conference champions would play each other in, in the quarterfinal round. But Yeah, I think I think you look at it and say, well, they, they got a bye. Um, but honestly, if I'm, <laughs> if, if I'm Horseshoe Bend, I'd almost say, you look at that Dietrich Council matchup and say, why couldn't we have been there? And I, I think it just goes back to that they won their conference, so they get a bye. Um, but they're making a matchup with a team that won the bye, or that you know. I think you give them a bye, but then make them match up with like the winner of you know. You look at, for instance, maybe that North Jim Camus can't know they won a game. So like like the Rockland Garden Valley winner. Like maybe you match them up with that, right? right? A conference champ. If, if you want to match it up, um, other Carrie's also playing, and so is North Jim. Uh, maybe maybe you give all all the conference champs a buy, um, and then allow some of these other teams to fight their way to to play those teams. But like you said, that's kind of a. If I'm Horseshoe Bend, you know I I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for the weekend off to get ready, but uh, not much of a reward to win your conference, go undefeated, and then have to go to Kendrick in the first round. Yeah, definitely not. Um, we were talking about this on the Idaho 8-Man prep cast with, with Will Henneke this week that potentially, you know, Kerry will probably win their matchup, and then they're playing Mullen St. Regis. So you're having two sets of conference champions playing each other in the quarterfinal round uh, where you're basically yeah. knocking out two of the four or five best teams in the quarterfinals. Yeah, I think you are. And you look at that, you look at that middle of the bracket you got castle Ford and water Springs and then Rockland and garden Valley. You have no conference champion that will advance to the semifinals and you will have at least two conference champions that met in the quarters and didn't get a chance to, to play that will lose in the second round. I don't know if this bracket is set up like it it should, and I don't think it's fair to District Three. Everybody's on the road, uh, you know. Horseshoe Bend on the road, Garden Valley on the road, Council on the road, and then you you look at the other side, District Four, and everybody gets a home game except Camas County. I don't know. It's I, I think District Four is very strong, um, and and maybe that's the reason for it. Uh, Dietrich played carry extremely tough and probably should have beat them in that game through an interception inside the five with less than a minute to play just on a play where uh, power just kind of <laughs> tried to power it through. Probably should have just thrown it away. But, it, you know, I, I think if you're District 3, maybe you do feel a little slighted and you come into this with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I believe the coaches all kind of sit down and decide this. So, you know, the coaches must have been okay with this, but yeah, I agree. Maybe, just, go ahead. I just think maybe at the time it looks good, but then when it all shakes out, you're like, Oh, um, yeah, I it just, 
especially if you're Horseshoe Ben. I think maybe uh, somehow you get them on the level below um, where they can take one of the winners from those two games below them, you know, Castle Four, Water Springs, Rockland, or Garden Valley. Yeah. And b- bird's eye view of this bracket, I think it sets up really nicely for Castle Ford and North Gem to go on a deep run. Yeah, I think um, I, I saw Castle Ford play against Kerry. They have a very good defense, too. Uh, they, they looked really good. Um, I like them to be in those semifinals um, against, you know, I think that Kendrick Horseshoe Bend game is, is going to be a toss up. I think, you know what? I, I kind of like, I like how Horseshoe Ben's been playing. I think you've got an X factor in Colton Meyer and, um, you know, maybe they're able to to get past them and, and meet Castleford in those semifinals. Um, on the other end, I look at them. If you look at the district three teams, uh, Garden Valley draws an extremely tough first round matchup in Rockland. Um, I believe Brandon, you'll be there for that game, right? I think we'll have, uh, that game will be on IdahoSports.com. Uh, that's right. that's, a, that's a tough first round matchup for Garden Valley and Council. Um, congratulations to them on a great season, but they also get a tough matchup in the defending state champions in Dietrich in the first round. I don't know. I I think Council could go there and win, right? Council only lost to Horseshoe Bend by two. You know, it's yeah, easy to I, forget because it happened. Yeah, two it it's a tough draw. I think Dietrich uh, has come a long way this season than they were earlier on. Um, I think the defense, their defense shut down Connor Simpson, which is extremely hard to do uh, last week with Kerry. And so I think that Dietrich defense is playing uh, some of the best they've played all season. Uh, so we'll see how, how Council can counter that and if they're able to go on the road and win. And if they do that, they get a home game next round. That's right. They'd be hosting a conference champion potentially in North Gem. So. Yeah, and that would, and man, North Gem, like you said, they are set up to go on a run. Um, and and they gave Kerry some fits early on in the season too. So uh, this should be an exciting tournament. It always is. I think 1AD2 has uh, some of the best uh, communities of any level of uh, high school football, That just just great towns. Um, I was at Kerry two weeks in a row, and um, I tell you, I, I did not leave hungry. That's for sure. They they treat you very well there at Kerry and, and, and anywhere else we've ever been for any of these teams that show up on this list. Yeah. And I'll tell you for Kerry, you know, I would not be super happy with this bracket because they get a timber line. They'll probably win that, but then they got to play Mullen St. Regis, which is a dangerous sneaky team. I yeah. I mean, yeah, it's uh, you, you win. And like, this goes back to the same issue we see at the top where two conference champions are going to play in the first round or in the second round. I mean, you look at it, you could have given um, Mullen St. Regis the Detroit Council winner. Um, you could have given um, Carrie, you know, it. I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to sit down and pencil it out. But I, I'm sure there could have been a way to avoid this. But either way, it's it's what's laid out there. And that's going to be a tough game for Carrie. Like you said, I think I think Carrie takes care of business against Timberline. Um, but Mullen St. Regis is no joke. Uh, last year, I think they got a little humbled when they played Dietrich uh, in that game and kind of got run away with. Um, but I think that they have learned a lot from that and are a much better team than they were last year and should give carry all they can handle. Yep, absolutely. So I do, I do kind of like council to, to beat Dietrich. I think garden Valley, it's going to be tougher, but if garden Valley 
one, it would also not surprise me. So an opportunity for District 3 to show that, hey, we, we are strong when it comes to eight-man football right there. In, in the eight-man game, District 3 is kind of an afterthought. Oh, uh, yeah, it's not very good. It's a weaker conference. And this is the opportunity for notice and then some of these other teams at the D2 level right. to, to put District 3 on, on the stage. So, Yeah, I think Council defeating Dietrich would be huge in that regard. I think that would turn a lot of uh, heads. You know, Dietrich, like I said, almost defeated Kerry. And if Council can take care of them, I think a lot of people start getting a little worried uh, that maybe Council can make some noise. Uh, and then And then you never know. See Horseshoe Bend. Uh, in the semifinals as well, maybe rolling their way to a state championship too. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, that'll uh, just about wrap up this edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. State Cross Country is also happening at Eagle Island Park in Eagle. And uh, the the big name to, to watch for in terms of what we cover, Logan, is going to be Grady Mylander at Nampa Christian, right? He's such a fantastic runner, uh, top three finisher last year. I think the favorite or one of the favorites at the 2A level this year. Uh, Salmon's got a couple of good runners as well, but yeah. we, we'll uh, we'll see if there's anything to recap there. Um, right. Next prep cast as well. So, yeah, here we are. <laughs> the Mecca. Yeah, we, we made it. I just can't believe we're already we're already doing state football games. It's uh, it went it went way too quick. Yes, it, it flew by, no doubt about it. So, all right, we'll uh, we'll be back to talk about it all again next week on the Treasure Valley Kept. Uh, Treasure Valley Prepcast brought to you by DLM's Bank. This is community banking. For Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey. Enjoy the games this weekend, everybody. We'll see you back here next time on IdahoSports.com.